Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. I would like to welcome my friend Daniel Battelle to the Tube Labs podcast. You know, last time he was on the show, there was a tornado. This time he comes on the show, there's a snow monster hurricane something snowstorm headed his way. He keeps trying to get out of it, but I keep pulling him back. You know, man, all you have to do is say, look, I got to wash my hair today. I, I know nothing of that, but you could be a little simpler about it. You don't have to affect so many people, but I am just grateful that you did take the time to share your wisdom because, you know, last time, let's see, the last time that we talked, we were celebrating about what 10,000 subscribers to your channel. So I think by now, what are you, you hitting what, 20 now, a year later? What is that? What's, where, where are you? <laughs> I've kind of, I've kind of lost count. Yeah. And you're right. I, uh, I did. I called, I, I called my friend, the snow miser and tried to see if I could get snowmageddon to uh, keep me from having to do another conversation because I know how much I talk when you give me the opportunity and I don't want to embarrass myself. Oh, um, yeah. On it. <laughs> the channel now, I, I kind of stopped paying attention. I don't mean that to sound egotistical, but it was, it broke a hundred thousand in um within two years which was my goal to get a silver play button this past year yep. um, and i think it's at 160 something but it's 167 it's, not that i'm counting oh okay <laughs> there you go your rhetorical <laughs> questions you know the answer yeah it's been doing it's been doing really well but um it's been moving a little slower than it was previously because i really had a, a mission in the second year i wanted it to to be a silver play button channel so i had a lot of focus put in there um, but when I eased off the gas just a little, it slowed down. So yeah, that's a constant struggle. Yeah, I mean, no matter. I mean, that's a good point. We we all struggle at whatever level we are at. There's always something to work on, something to improve. We were just chatting before we went on about, you know, my my channel still grows, and, and but for many, you say, wow, you know, all those videos in in where I am in terms of subscribers. But you know what? I still look at it this way. I'm still doing better than most because most quit before they even get close to where I am or willing to do oh. what I do. Yeah, and yet that you that's more than a mouthful you said right there is um you know the vast majority of channels on the platform never even reach monetization. Right. Um and then the amount of channels that even hit 10,000 subscribers gets down into virtually single digits that you're yep. you're in percentage wise so you're right it's it's um it can be disheartening in one sense but it can be um motivational in another and that's been part of my mission is to really show people like hey listen if you knuckle in and you get focused it's absolutely possible to build a successful youtube channel on the platform uh in this day and age yeah it, it is but no matter what it takes work even if you are growing at what many people would consider fast a fast pace it's still a lot of work it took a, it didn't it wasn't 3 months to 100,000 subscri subscribers in a silver play button it was years to get there yeah. and in yeah. your second channel yeah. if i call, recall so you're not alone many people it's multiple channels before they get the channel that that catches I find it amazing how many people get on this platform and think, wow, I've been doing this for six weeks. <laughs> <You know? laughs> What's wrong? 
I do. I always make the diet analogy. I have like creators come to me and they'll be like, I don't get it. I'm doing all the things you said. I've got my thumbnails on point. I'm doing best practices. I got my SEO dialed in. I'm publishing consistently and I'm not getting the kind of subscribers I want. And I'm like, well, how long have you been doing it? They're like six and a half weeks. <laughs> like, <laughs> imagine being on a diet where you're like, you bought all the right food and you, you were doing the exercise and doing all that, but you've done it for a day and a half. And you yeah. went, oh my God, I haven't lost the weight I wanted to lose. It is. It's 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 a um, it's a struggle. You literally have to commit to a long term a long term um, growth strategy, yeah. and uh, and be willing to put the time in and be willing to pivot along the way right. when certain things don't work. Much like any kind of diet too. Like if you're not, you know, if it's, if you, the certain exercises aren't paying off or certain foods you eat don't seem to be doing what you want, you have to pivot and decide like, oh, that doesn't quite work for me. Maybe I should try a different strategy. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the word pivot is, is the right word because, you know, a lot of times from my experience, a lot of people say, oh, you, you never give up. You just keep going. Say, like, well, you know, it's not, not so much never giving up in the sense of I'm going to be so bullheaded that I don't make adjustments along the way. I grow businesses and many a business I've had to pivot. It may have the same name or, but there are different products and services because you discover what works and what does not. And you have to make those adjustments. I, I was taking a look at your, at your channel. And one thing that really struck me were your thumbnails, how you've really upped that game. Could you speak on that and what you've been doing? Uh, yeah. And what's funny is people come to my channel and they look at my thumbnails and they'll be like, I'm the poster child for inconsistent thumbnails, <laughs> um, which a lot of creators um, learn early on as a best practices um, to try to mm -hmm. make your thumbnails consistent because it's a branding play where people can um, better recognize your content and you right. as a creator if your thumbnails are consistent. And I always said right from the get-go, I don't care about consistency. What I care about is when I publish something, do people click and do they watch? Yeah. Um, and the vast majority of channels that are growing successfully are doing so because the vast majority of viewers who are clicking on their content are people who have never heard of you before. Um, so there is a line in there where, you know, if you're, if you're PewDiePie, and you've got a massive community base and subscriber base. Yeah, they you want to make sure that people recognize it's a PewDiePie video. But if you're Daniel Batal <laughs> and you've got a hundred, what was the number? 167,000. Right. And only a small portion of those um, people who have recently engaged with my channel and have content in their recent watch history are going to be served my content. I really have to leverage the fact that I'm trying to grow a channel, which means people who don't know who I am are the ones I'm trying to really get to click a watch, get engaged right. and come back for more. So uh, I'm always experimenting with what can win the click, what can right. get people in the packaging between the title and thumbnail to do that thing that brings them in. Those people who like, I don't know who this guy is, let me, let, but I want to catch them when my, when my uh, video comes past there. Right. Their, their are, are you using stock or, or, I mean, in terms of the uh, stock imagery is part of it, just looking for that emotion, finding the best emotion through some stock. Is that what I was seeing in some of those cases or, yeah. Is it a different approach? What, what no, is you're, no, you're spot on. Um, that's one of the things I, my, my thumbnail style is really, I think about the, 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 there's three pieces. I call it the packaging. Mm -hmm. So there's three pieces to the packaging. The first part of the packaging is your target or topic, the thing you want to talk about. Right. Right. And then the next part of that is your actual title. So, so that you're really narrowing it down. The topic can be very broad, right. but then the title is that very specific part of that topic that you're talking about. 
out. So if you, I always make this analogy and people make fun of me. I always reference cooking channels. So <laughs> if you're, if you're making a, a, a video that you're like, yeah, I'm going to make a video that I'd really like to do one on how to cook chicken. Um, but then your title might be, well, it's not just how to cook chicken. It's very specific. You might say like, Hey, I want to make, um, I want to show people how to make a uh, chicken cordon bleu. Then, so when, if that, if you start saying like, you know, um, tw 20 minute chicken cordon bleu recipe is your title yeah. um, or delicious 20 minute chicken cordon bleu recipe, something really compelling that like a family on the go might go, ah, this looks good. This, this looks like something I want to watch. I try to think about how would I make a thumbnail that represents the title without using any words. I start without, take the words, mm -hmm. you know, cause I put text in my thumbnails, but I start with how can I visualize like a Pictionary game? How can I get that, express that in an image very quickly? And a lot of times um, I don't use my face. I'll use imagery if I wanna sell, if I wanna sell yeah. the viewer on what the packaging is, then I'm trying to, if it's that chicken cordon blue, I want the most delicious picture image of chicken cordon blue in that thumbnail. Right. So it's, it grabs them and it says, the thing is the messaging is consistent. This is what this is. And I try to make it all come together. So sometimes it's my face, but I use stock Adobe uh, story blocks. I use a lot of image and I'll, and I'll modify them in ways and change them sure. so that they do what I need them to do. Yeah. No, that's something that's been going through my head. And I, when I saw that, I was very pleased because I was sure that you were getting some good results from that. Um, Cause I'm always trying different things with my thumbnails. Although I've had that branded element. That's a, you know, developed over time and certain looks to my uh, thumbnails and they do pretty well. I mean, I get over 10% um, in the first, um, you know, 24 hours, 48 hours with that, but it's, you know, it goes down quickly I mean, right now, uh, but different issue. Well, um, you know, one of the things that's important is <clears throat> I tell a lot of the, the creators that I work with that are in my, uh, that are yeah. in my students or in my membership group mm -hmm. is you'll find that there is a sweet spot on your channel yeah. that you go, Oh, you know, when I pub when I publish a video that in the opening minutes, keeping in mind that people who are invested in your channel or have clicked the notifications yep. um, bell, people who have watched your content recently are more likely to be surfaced that content right when you publish. Um, there's a sweet spot. There's a number. Like if I can hit a certain CTR, I bet this video's what Brian G. Johnson and I call it a runner, right? It's yeah, a runner. Right. It's, oh, it's people are the minute they're served, they're choosing to watch this one. Um, over the other videos that might be served as impressions around it, even if it's not found in search, if it's just sure. on their homepage, then people go, oh, you know, Rosh has a new video out. And, and yeah. you know, I found my sweet spot is if I can break 13 and a half percent CTR, mm -hmm. which none of my videos stay there. But yeah, in the no. opening hours, if Let's I can hit off. 13 and a half higher, um, those are ones I know are runners. I know nice. I've got the, the the packaging is right. The topic is right. The title's right. And those tend to do well. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can get a good sense of it in the, in, in the beginning. Uh, believe it or not, my number one traffic source, if I let things go, well, actually, I, no, you would believe it because I think I saw something um, on some other channels that I, I think, you know, um, that, that channel pages are, are channel. Um, yeah. Channel pages, right? Yep. Yeah. Is the number one source. Yep. Um, and I find that where in situations where people are linking to that channel as reference, and that's where I get a lot of the, the views from India because I've had videos about me in India and they keep coming, but then they don't understand anything. So they right. leave, but, right, it, yeah. but then, the, then YouTube serves them, you know, use some of my, you know, my gunpowder in the beginning serves them the videos during browse. 
and then some click and then come and still realize they don't understand English and leave and I get this drop off. It's a horrible spiral. There's a, there's a longer conversation we'll have at some point about that, but there is yeah. um, making sure that your content is being served to the right target audience. Yeah. yeah. Is so important. So, so important. Guys like uh, Dr. Sten Eckberg yeah. um, wrestled with those kind of things where like his stuff was getting sent out. Like he was a, like he was a rap artist. He was connecting with <laughs> weird content and when he was able to refocus and make sure that the people he was trying to reach um, were actually served as content, his channel exploded. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, that gives me hope. Uh, I've been fighting this for a year, but let's talk about that. Um, Cause I'm, I'm really interested in your thought in terms of the various traffic sources, just opening that, that conversation up. Um, I mean, obviously there's conversation, you know, search, you know, do you have do search in the beginning, then later look more browsed than suggested. Some are just saying forget search altogether. I know you're not in that camp. I know you believe search is is very important. Could could you just touch on that and your thoughts behind those traffic sources? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I've always said that my approach to YouTube is I have a much more holistic approach to it. Um, I'm a data geek at heart. I will sit and I will scrutinize numbers all day long, but you have to understand that those numbers are really just there to help us understand how our content is connecting with the target audience we're trying to reach. So uh, the trick is not getting your nose pressed so hard against the glass that you can't see the forest for the trees. Right. Like, oh my God, what's the right CTR? What's the right average view duration? Or, uh, you know, is a three minute video better? Is a seven minute? And you get so freaked out over numbers because they don't, people start treating them like a scorecard, like I have to hit that high mark. Yeah. And the reality is, is all of that is just trying to help us understand how the viewers are reacting when YouTube puts out those um, videos in front of them in, for, in the form of an impression. Mm-hmm. When you're a smaller channel, you, you know, you'll publish a video and YouTube's going to look at uh, whatever information it has to try to surface your video in front of people. If you've only got, you know, let's say 500 subscribers, um, YouTube is going to not serve that video to all 500 subscribers. It's going to serve it to the most active subscribers or ones who have clicked the notification bell. Um, and what it does is it puts them in front of those people and sees how they react and how they respond. Do they click? How quickly do they click? Do they choose to watch that video on the first time they've been shown it or the second time they've been, it's been listed as an impression? Once they click and watch, how long do they watch? What do they do next? What video do they go on to watch after they've watched your video? So this is that 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 data gathering process that YouTube does trying to understand who's the right viewer for this video. And they don't bring viewers to videos. They bring videos to viewers. So you want to really think like I'm trying to make sure my video is very clear um, in who it's trying to reach. So when it is presented to those people, they click, they watch, they digest, they and they engage, they might share it, they might click and go on to watch more of my content. And in that sense, I know that I've, I've packaged and created the content properly. But when you're a smaller channel, you don't have that huge, you know, that subscriber base that YouTube can put the video in front of and get a lot of traffic data right off the bat. Right. So I've always said for, you know, newer channels, search is a great um, way to target an audience because if you can uh, if you can make a great video that's optimized for search um, and that performs well even for the handful of people that might see it you can see videos that may only have 1500 views that are nestled in search for the target between other videos that are tens of thousands of views 
because that video performed very well with the audience that did watch it. And YouTube is recognizing that and it's allowing it to stay in search and rankings based on the two things that are important to YouTube for search, which is relevance and performance. Mm -hmm. And performance just doesn't mean, did you get a lot of views? It means what every, not every view is, is created equal. Did that person view, did they watch, did they watch a large percentage of the video and what did they go on to watch next? All of those things are important parts of what YouTube actually considers as watch time. Right. Yeah. Important stuff. And obviously watch time is where we ultimately want to get because uh, that's what uh, YouTube cherishes. You know, one of the hot topics right now certainly are um, shorts. Have you been experimenting at all with shorts? Have you been playing with it, discussing about it with other creators? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm all over it. I'm <laughs> Uh, I was I was very standoffish because everyone jumped on it quickly yeah. and people were wrestling with what it was. And I said, I'm I'm one of those guys. I like to do a lot of homework. I like to sure. um, I like to come to the plate knowing that I've got some information in my back pocket and then I have a, a perspective not based on what I've heard, but what I've actually seen. And I've had a chance to digest mm -hmm. Um, I, I waited a while. I learned a lot about shorts. Um, I even spoke with, um, I can't tell you who, but some guys who are working for YouTube on the mm -hmm. search and discovery team. And I asked them questions and say like, Hey, what do you, um, what do you think is going on here? Do we have an issue? Is this going to be a big thing? And I, and I picked their brains and, yeah. and asked them questions so that I can uh, better understand what these, what these, um, new features are. Shorts is an interesting feature. Unlike some of the other features that have been launched, like stories right. or the community tab, they were all very self-contained. So if you put a story up, it shows up on your story shelf. There could be, depending, it's not like the notifications are different for stories. It's more like you sort of have to just find stories and click on someone's avatar and go to their stories and see what's going on. Um, but they're not going to be surfaced in search or suggested or, right. or anything like that. And the same with, you know, same with uh, community tab and stories, but yeah. shorts is different shorts. They're building a mobile player and camera. And by camera, I mean, if, if you have the feature in your mobile device, you can actually click the plus button and it'll say like, you know, upload a short, create a short. Right. And it actually, the function is built for mobile content creators to up to upload a 15 up to 15 second vertical video. YouTube rolled this feature out um specifically in india first because india had banned tiktok and this feature really is an answer to the vertical video formats that we've seen out there right. youtube's no it, youtube's no player uh, they're, they're not going <laughs> to sit around and go like oh well you know we'll see what happens with vertical video they know that tiktok exploded they know that vine exploded before it went under and tiktok yeah. took over they know that igtv is out there they know that they know that reels is out there there's a People naturally hold their camera, I mean, their mobile yeah. device and watch videos vertically. That's the default handheld yeah. <laughs> disposition of aspect ratio. So YouTube is definitely the largest video platform um, in, in existence. And it's making sure that it's optimized for people who use it that way. Yeah. So it put it out in India um, very quickly when TikTok was banned, yeah. obviously to fill a void because TikTok lost about 30% of its download viewers, you know, oh, viewership wow. just, yeah, just based on India um, uh, banning TikTok. And YouTube went, we're going to go with it. Yeah. But it was a weird rollout because people think that YouTube shorts is like TikTok. It's a different thing. It's a separate yeah. thing. 
what we found is that YouTube Shorts can be surfaced just like any other video on the platform. Mm. Um, and in my experimenting, uh, you know, the, the I had to really learn about the different ways that you could upload a short because the functionality of the, there's two parts of Shorts. The camera, which yeah. is if you have a mobile device, you can upload a specific short using the Shorts feature, the Shorts camera. And then there's the Shorts player which some people are referring to as like the shorts shelf if you've seen it it's yeah. like a, a horizontal so there, there's a there's a different camera a different app for shorts then no it's, no, it's, it's within it's, the youtube yeah but it's a different function so think right. of it this way whereas if you were on your mobile device you'd see if you hit the down below there's a plus button right and a lot of us can upload a story right so there's right. a there's a stories camera that's decide that's designed to just record stories that go to the story shelf right. um and they call that the camera it's still within the YouTube mobile app, but it's they call this the camera that's specific when you use it. It has parameters that um, that fall within the requirements of the short shelf and will specifically place that content in a position to be shown on the short shelf. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. It's confusing. And if this sounds confusing, <laughs> that's one of the things that's really awesome about this new feature. People are very confused because yep. the rollout is confusing. Right. So they made this thing that's like, you know, if you it, just like you said, you would say, oh, I have the the stories feature, I can upload a stories from my mobile device. People right. are kind of familiar with that. Well, now they have the shorts feature, which you can upload a shorts from your mobile device that goes to a different shelf, a different traffic source called right. the short shelf of the shorts right. um, traffic source. But because YouTube is trying to roll this out, what we discovered is you can also upload a video traditionally, the way we know how to upload videos from your desktop yep. or even from your mobile device as well. But if you didn't have the specific click a button here, upload a short, just uploading videos the way we've always known how to, YouTube has said, hey, listen, we're gonna let you do it that way too, but you have to do it in a nine by 16 vertical aspect ratio. Right. Um, we're gonna extend the amount of time if you use the shorts camera, you can only do 15 seconds. But if you do a traditional method, we'll let you go up to 60. Right. <laughs> just like, well, right? And then they said, oh, and then all you have to do is add hashtag shorts, plural, right. uh, into the title and or description. And that will notify us that this is something that you're trying to create that you would like to be surfaced on the, sh the short shelf and that it fits those requirements. Right. I'm getting wordy here. Shut me off anytime you want. No, no. I, I want I want you to dig deeper into your conversations with the engineers. But really, what I want you to know. <laughs> I'm sitting here. Come on, man. Get to yeah. it. Well, here's the thing. Like one of the things that I started looking at is I noticed when I was doing a lot of investigation before I decided to actually upload a short. I was hearing all creators saying like, "Oh, I'm not going to put them on my main channel. It's going to ruin my average view duration right. for the channel." Right. So question number one was, "Well, wait a second. Will putting shorter content on your main channel?" Channel somehow hurt the chances of your other content being recommended. So I did a lot of testing in that. And I found that that's not the truth at all, that mm. YouTube doesn't really care about your overall channel view, average view duration. They care about how did this piece of content do? How did the next piece of content do? YouTube has always said that every upload is your own chance to reconnect with your target audience. Right. So one of the things I started seeing really quickly is I don't think I see all these people making different channels. I'm like, I don't think you need to do that. I think that you can put this content on your own channel as long as you do it very intentionally. Right. Um, 
And the thing you have to understand is that when you upload the short, that it could get surfaced in search, in recommended, which is suggested in browse. Mm -hmm. um, it does send out notifications. So now you have to think about, well, how would I build a short? So I've been teaching people how to build shorts in a way that can drive all kinds of traffic before it ever hits the short shelf. Um, and can recommend longer form content because my theory is this. It's not this from a viewer standpoint. You always got to think about how YouTube works from a viewer standpoint. If someone's on their phone, and which is where most people watch YouTube videos, and they're holding it vertical, and, and there's a video that comes up, and they click on it, and it plays vertically. Did you ruin the experience for a viewer who may have been used to turning their their phone sideways to watch your other content? I haven't seen any data yeah. showing that that's right. the case. And I think people are panicking over it because they feel like, oh, it's something different. It's completely different. What I don't know what to do. I'm telling creators to upload content however they feel like uploading content. Just make sure that content has value and that it could potentially recommend other content because my experiments have shown with a couple of shorts, I've been able to turn those shorts into the highest suggesting video for longer form content right. on my channel. Like using that, a funnel. Yep. That were already performing, that were already winners. Yeah. Videos that were already driving hundreds of thousands of views. I can dominate the suggested traffic with one quick short. Interesting. So, so what you're saying is not, not what I've been thinking about it in terms of a future video. Uploading a number of shorts to promote a longer form video down the road seems to be a good funnel idea to drive that traffic The people have that topic specifically and hopefully some new people because as I understand it it's its own algorithm um, at least that's what we had that conversation maybe you've had this conversation with uh, Nico Kaminsky about it being its own algorithm and that you know using it as a funnel that way but I'm hearing you say that you know start looking at some of your older maybe really good videos that are worthy of creating some shorts for and go from there. Is that, that what you're doing? 100%. And okay. let me explain, let me make this clear. Sure. Um, like I, Nico's a good friend of mine too. And Nico's funny because he's a guy who likes to understand yeah. the new functionality. And he's absolutely right that shorts as the shorts shelf is its own system. So we say, right. a lot of us like to say algorithm, yeah. but what we really mean is there's a lot of systems, there's different algorithms that are all systems. Yes. But what you have to understand is search is its own system. Suggested is its own system. Right. Browse is its own system. So th what's throwing people off is people are going, oh, this is its own system but it's its own system just being yet another traffic source. So right. if you publish a video effectively that can be found in search, browse, suggested, and now can also be found on the short shelf in the shorts player, right. uh, now you've expanded your opportunity as an early adopter of this new feature to have a video really connect on a level that maybe some of your other stuff, which wouldn't be found on the short shelf, uh, to do things that uh, prior that, you, you know, other videos can't do quite as well. Um, I'm a big proponent of telling people that the one most important thing that you should be doing in any piece of content is trying to get that viewer to watch another piece of content. Right. Forget about telling people to subscribe. Forget about telling them to hit the like button. Forgetting about telling them to share or comment. All of those things are important. But the single most important thing to do is to get them to watch another piece of content because YouTube judges 
traffic data and looks at how many pieces of content might be in that viewer's recent watch history. So if you can get someone to watch several pieces of your content, when they leave the platform, they're gone, they come back the next day or later that night, they open up the homepage of YouTube and YouTube immediately says, well, we're going to recommend some trending stuff and some things we think are popular, but they're going to look at that viewer and go, well, what have they watched recently? And let's see if right. we can serve them more of that and get them to click and watch. So that should be one of our goals. And this new short shelf, because shorts have a description, even though they're shorts and they're vertical, they don't have all the cards and end screens like the other content does. Um, but they do have a description. If you put a link in your description, if you make a piece of short content mm -hmm. that that says, hey, if you want to learn more, click on the link in the description. Mm. Um, now, by definition, content that is found from links within the descriptions of other videos, by definition from YouTube themselves, are part of suggested traffic. So here's a really easy way to funnel viewers and increase suggested traffic by making something short and crisp that grabs yeah. them and then hinting at, hey, if you like, to, if you want to know more, right. click down below. Right, nice. So I, I would think that then, since you are targeting more than just the short shelf, that because when you have videos on the short shelf, there's no thumbnail. But if you really want to get the click elsewhere, I would, I'm assuming that thumbnails are still really important to take advantage of the other ways that short can travel. You are, you are right on the path, my friend. This is the very thing I've been telling people is, yes, when you upload from the player, it doesn't give you that option to add a card, an end screen. You can't monetize content that's being displayed on the short shelf. It's difficult to add, you know, right now they're kind of grabbing their own screen capture as a vertical thumbnail. Um, and using that in places where it might be surfaced other than the short shelf. Mm -hmm. But if even if you upload from the shorts player, if you have the mobile app and you use yep. the camera and you make your short, you can go back in and your short video will show up on your videos tab alongside all of your other content with no distinguished characteristics right. that would say this, it just looks like another upload. At that point, you can go in if you happen to do it that way, and you can add a regular nine by or sixteen by nine thumbnail. Right? You can turn on monetization for that video so that if it's surfaced anywhere other than the short shelf, if yeah. someone just happened to find it on the homepage and click, you can make money from that short. You can add a card. You can add an end screen if it's after, I think the limit is, the video has to be more than 25 seconds. Mm -hmm. uh, don't quote me on that, but I think that's yeah. the current standard okay. to add an end screen. But you can do all the current things that we would do while optimizing a video for any other um, method of traffic. Very good. So as we wrap this up, this has been great stuff, Daniel. I, I love it. You're always a wealth of wonderful information. Moving into 2021. Oh, I think many of us hear this big <laughs> sigh. Yes. 2020. Uh, gone. Yeah, right. I know. I got you. Yeah, but, my, my cholesterol level went up just, just hearing you say that. <laughs> Getting a little older by the minute. Well, never. Diabetes. <laughs> exactly. Where do you think things are going? Any anything just kind of putting on the Daniel Patel, you know, hat of wisdom, thinking what should people be thinking about? Maybe as you're starting a new channel or rebooting a channel in the next year, what what are some of your parting thoughts that you feel that um, people should be looking at that may be a little bit different than we were looking at before? Um differently what we just talked about i think if if youtube is going to push um content towards this uh, vertical uh, video aspect ratio i think 
be an early adopter of it, get ahead of that curve, um, because currently the short shelf is only 15 across and 50 deep per per um, uh, per area, which yep. means the depth of field on shorts is only 750 videos deep for any given viewer. That means it's narrow. You, you've got a very shallow depth of field. You can, If you can get in there, you can do very well because you're more likely to be surfaced more often for the type of viewers that will watch your content. So it definitely incorporate that. But the main thing I would tell people is don't let these new changes throw you off your game, right? Mm -hmm. Larry Bird didn't change the way he played basketball when Michael Jordan appeared on, on the court right. and changed the game. He stuck the reasons that, that that a guy like Michael Jordan had trouble with the Celtics as a team was they were always a very schooled and disciplined team. Make sure that you're still always building your channel in a way that you think of the viewer first. Think about the viewer experience. Always remember that no matter what you do, maintain your perspective somewhere out there there's a person holding up their phone vertically, looking at it, clicking and watching whatever it is that's put in front of them. And if you always build content that has that person in mind, that thinks about the value that you're trying to bring to that person and why they would watch your content, whether they're holding it up vertically, horizontally, twisting it, and really try to always put the needs of the viewer first, all of these changes will fall right into place with your strategy for growing a channel in the upcoming year. Nice. Awesome. Wonderful. Great. I mean, viewer first, you can't, you can't get any more straightforward than that. Uh, if somebody wants to uh, get in touch with you, see your work, where should they find you? Uh, you can find my YouTube channel, which was my name, Daniel Batal. Uh, also my website, I do consulting services for um, anybody who's looking to try to grow their channel faster, which is danielbatal.com. And you can always find me on the places like the TubeBuddy channel where I work with Dean and we have the Dean and Daniel show where we give a lot yeah. of advice every month talking about the things that might be able to help creators grow their channels faster. That's a great, great show. Daniel, thank you so much for once again, being on the Tube Labs podcast. And hopefully there's a third time and it's not an earthquake. <laughs> we'll I can't make, next I time. make no promises. <laughs> the Tube Labs podcast is hosted at thetubeblog.com.